We would like to take this opportunity to recognize the validity of the protests going on throughout the United States and the world, advocating for greater equality and justice for all people at risk. We want to affirm that love is love, that black lives matter, and trans rights are human rights. If I might, I will leave you with a poem. Something is terribly wrong if the pain, sorrow, and outrage of a people makes you more uncomfortable than murder itself. By Rupi Kerr. And now, on with the show. Warning. Fortune and Strife features subjects which can be uncomfortable for a general audience, such as the use of drugs and alcohol, poor treatment of people of different classes or cultures, adult situations, psychological trauma, and violence. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to Fortune and Strife. I'm Robert, or Bayushi Shinichi, and I'll be your host and narrator. I am Jeannie, and I am playing Dochi Gen. I am Tyler, and I am playing Okoto Ricci. I'm Tiff, and I'm playing Kuni Yui. I am Paul, and I'm playing Shoshiro Bisho. Alright, so, last time on Fortune and Strife, Doji Gen and Shiba Seiji squared off in a duel for uh, the right of Inari to claim Mariko. With the messenger watching and their friends uh, looking on over a rice paddy on a uh, berm, uh, a, a levee between the two rice paddies, uh, the two duelists uh, squared off, and Doji Gen forced Siba Seiji into an untenable position, and the moment he flinched, she went to strike and missed. Siba Seiji went off into a vile string of invectives and insults and drew his blade and just about struck Doji Gin down. When Gin turned over her shoulder, spoke to Ryuji, told him that she was sorry, knelt and conceded the duel. So without an ounce of blood being spilt all over the shrine to Inari and the nearby Golden Sun Plains, the duel has come to a conclusion and Gin has lost. And Ryuji just looks on a gasp, a, a a barely audible no just emanating from his throat as he just clutches Mariko closer and closer to his chest and he starts to shake his head and his his legs start to go weak. No, no, not this. And and he he starts to kind of uh, tremble and fall and that's that's where you find yourselves. I'll head on over to Ryuji and kneel down beside him, not saying a word, but just being with him in in spirit. He leans into you and you know just kind of depending on you for for strength and support in that moment and he starts to weep and just uh is now kind of starting to to lose it. Um, go ahead and uh, gain three honor uh, for that uh, that display of kindness and in compassion to your friend in need. And he just he just kind of uh, rasps out to out to uh, uh, Ricci there that just I can't do. There's no not after losing Kaguya. I can't lose Marco now. How could this happen? Don't worry, we will find a way. Any. Nods and tries to kind of stiffen his back and uh, compose himself a bit, but he is—he is just beside himself, and he's like, "I, I don't know what to do. How am I going to? Uh, how am I going to face gone? How am I going to 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 live with this? How am I gonna?" 
and he's just he's as much as he's starting to kind of gain his his composure again it all starts to just fall apart once more in front of him uh seji uh kind of looks on at the at this whole scene at the again at his at his feet at his mercy and he just flicks his sword over in his hand and very uh, in a very fast motion manner resheaths his blade into his saya and he turns his back on gen and he's just kind of uh, mutters to himself you had me you had me and you just concede gen's fists are bald and she said she says fox spirit yes swore if we took this stool here that you would not separate Ryuji from his child, but they would be, be in the care of Inari. Is this true, or are you forswearing your own word as well? I would not separate them. So then what does this mean for me, for my daughter and I? Ryuji uh, speaks from the, the shoulder of Ryuji. All children need their parents until a certain time. It is not the time for you to separate from her. That would be cruel. So then, Yui says, walking forward, and in her eyes you see there is some emotion and confusion bubbling under the surface. So then what happens now, Fox? We need to put Ryuji and Mariko in a safe place and investigate what happened to the other children. That's that's it. We put them in a safe place is if um, if you are here to represent Inari and Inari has won this baby, this child, at least in some fashion or another. Why does not she show herself and make known her intentions? If you speak exclusively for her, I don't believe that brand new child she's already going to be an absentee parent and at that the sound of a taiko drum starts to beat out and you see the shrine keeper and his two miko looking at each other like what what is what is happening and with the beating of the drum and what sounds like the crack of thunder uh appears a woman at the tori gates a finely dressed tall willowy woman and she with a with a tall and imperious bearing says i will show myself to you do not think that we are afraid at which point rishi goes from being the stiff very calm samurai to head to floor uh bowing very deeply going prostrate ryuji himself is 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 a bit shaken by this whole whole situation but is almost too scared to realize what what they should be doing and kind of fumbles after you in a, to a certain degree, at least to kneel uh, before a a representation of this uh, of this goddess of this kami. Okay, quick question: Can uh, Bisho actually tell it's the real thing? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Because I'm like, hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Giant fox messenger will uh, bow. Seji also does the same thing. Pretty much in in time with uh, uh, Ricci is just 
on the on the ground, uh, bowing to uh, one of the fortunes made manifest before them. Huey will give a fairly shallow bow before standing back up and saying, Nari, Sama, forgive me if I do not bow as deeply as I normally would, but considering your choice of champion, I have many questions and a lot less respect than I normally would in this moment. I understand. He was not my first choice for a champion in this regard. And she kind of uh, eyes over the form of Zensho, the messenger, but he is the one who called to defend uh, the honor of my messenger. And with that, we can uh, know that his piety is, is strong and his will to do the bidding of the fortunes is beyond reproach. If his other actions leave us questioning some of his choices, and she just kind of scowls as her eyes then uh, kind of drift over Seiji. Gan already is obviously kneeling, as is. Um, as she comes in, she gives Inari, or the woman, uh, just a really hurt look before she lowers her head. But she doesn't say anything yet. It, it's just, she, she looks wounded. <laughs> from all of this. So at this point, it seems that I have won the right to protect this child from those who seek to harm it or to make you uh, to use this child for their own ends. Does that seem to be the, the right of things to, to everyone involved here? It gives a little nod, acknowledging that. That was the intention. If Gen agrees, then what we have promised is that we cannot stand in your way. But then what will you do with this child? Shibasan, stand. Tell us what the intentions were with your actions in the previous days. Seji stands still with a, a, a just a vicious sneer on his face, and he's trying his best to tamp down his rage and his anger that he's uh, let loose after the duel. I was ordered by the Elemental Council to secure Mariko at all costs and to bring her to the uh, the, the, the Isawa to train as an Ishikin for not only her own protection, but those around her and to train her in the ways of a void Shugenja. And they gave me leave to do that by any means necessary. And so I did. I hired these ninja, these shinobi, to come and lay waste to the village. I, I fully admit to that and to my dishonorable acts in service of my lord. And Inari just looks at him with just furiously that you would, you would do such acts in service to, to a set of lords that think what? That... Life is is not worth protecting in this case, that the lives that they would take from that village somehow outweigh the lives or the risk of lives that this child might endanger without knowing whether or not she truly will awaken to this power. They have thoughts and they have they have ideas, but not even 
Not even I know what future has, uh, holds for this child. And you, you sit here and you, you champion my cause, trying to clothe yourself in piety and, and the respect of a fortunist. And then you, what? You just hurl these terrible insults upon someone who has honorably conceded in this duel? No. You, you have lost the favor of the fortunes, at least of this fortune. You have insulted my name and denigrated whatever, whatever thoughts of, of religious authority you thought might come from this. No, Seji. For this, there is, there is no punishment that can truly uh, be made. No, no, nothing that the mortal world can do to truly bring about justice of what you've done now. And she extends her hands and motions for him as if calling an animal or a, uh, a servant. And Seji starts to just shrink before your eyes. And their, their nose and mouth extend. Whiskers pop out from uh, the front of their face. A, a, a short set of erect ears pop out of the top of their head and a curly fluffy tail starts to sprout out from behind them as they kind of walk out of their kimono and now Shiba Seiji is just an inu, just a dog and the dog comes faithfully towards Inari and you know making a slight whimpering sound lays you know prostrate before her to this end, you will now serve as Mariko's protector. You will protect Mariko as a Yojimbo. You will serve her and serve me in this capacity until you've completed as many virtuous and valorous acts as to make up for every insult that you gave in my name. Then you may have your life back to you. And the dog kind of kind of gives a, gives a low, shameful... Uh, 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 a whimper, but then uh, with a wave of her hand, he moves off and makes over towards Ryuji and sits at like in a just a perfect guardian uh, dog stance right besides the uh, right beside him and looks up at Mariko and then starts to scan scan the skyline around you that now. Seiji has become Mariko's uh, spiritual and physical protector in this form of a dog. Okay, that gets a full head to the face to the ground now and shaking like a leaf from Doji again. Yeah, Bisho's not feeling too sure about himself right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Yui has a, a grin on her face. There's still anger in her eyes. Nari, I, I greatly appreciate your sense of justice here, but is this only to make up for the foul things he said and not also the horrifying deeds that he did? Is this enough? One can hope that this will make up for more than enough of what he's done. He has set fires to a sacred plane. He threatened the lives of others. But to the best of my knowledge, no one has died in that village. No one except the attackers. And even then, I believe only their leader was uh, truly 
run down by the Suzume. And so while it might feel that it is not quite enough to you, I think that what could take years to make up for and to lose one's life and now to find duty in a lesser form, or perhaps one might think of it as more of a noble form at this point, I think is enough. What else would you have us do? Would you, would you rather us have him cut open his belly to waste his life, to not give him a, another chance to redeem himself? No, no. This is fitting. This form is more noble than he was in his previous form. And, well, let us hope that the dog does not bite. Uh, we, will, we will make sure that they restrain themselves from any inappropriate behavior from this point forward. If the Seiji is to act counter to the commitment that I have given him, he shall spend another dozen years in this form. Or perhaps then we will find another way to punish him harsher. Is that understood, Seiji? And the dog bows its head and kind of in that shame-faced way that many, many dogs will do when kind of confronted with their guilt. Oh, we'll have to see if he can be a good boy then. And I, the other curiosity I have about this is to make this, now Mariko has a protector who is a hey talk. Are you not intending to take her anywhere? Oh, no. I still intend to take this child under my protection, but I will offer a concession. Doji Gin bowed out of this duel and made it to clear that they could not stand in the way before heavens or the heavens. So to that end, in gratitude to not spilling blood upon these sacred lands, I will offer this concession. Maruka will be under my protection and I will take her to uh, my realm. But for half of the year, she may be with her father. And the other half of the year, she will spend with me in Chicxido. I promise that we wouldn't separate the father and the child. Very well, then. The father will come with me and his daughter, and they will spend half the year in Chicxido and half the year in Ningendo. What shall we say? During the planting seasons, when I am busiest in the harvest, spring and autumn, they shall have amongst the lands of the mortals. In summer and winter, they shall spend with me in Chicxido. Gen dares to lift her eyes at that point and look at Ryuji. Um, yeah, Bisho looks at Ryuji to see if like this is even anything remotely like okay. Yeah, even even Ryuji's looking over to the side at Ryuji just to see what's happening. He feels kind of all eyes turning on him, and he's looking around and I, I wouldn't have to be be separated from her no you wouldn't I would take you into my care you and your daughter into the realm of the uh, of Chicxido and there you would spend time in my court of animals learning their ways it would be an adjustment for you but one that I think that you will be able to bear it is a strange realm but not one totally disconnected from this I mean how would we explain my disappearance and, and my reappearance? How would I, what would I, what would I tell Lord Suzume? 
I, I, I don't know. I mean, is there, is there no other, no other way? We would tell him the truth, and he will have to accept it. I think even Lord Suzume couldn't go against uh, the fortunes here. Either you'll be working part time, or perhaps you will change profession entirely. I mean, it's safer there than here, since apparently here in this realm. I know Seiji wasn't the only one that was going to come for her. Not even close. And think of the stories you can tell. At that, uh, he kind of perks up. I mean, that's that's true. Some of the the greatest tales in, involve the the creatures of Chicxulub, the 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 creatures that will come and play tricks and whatnot. And the children love them so. Bisho, for once, will gain three honor for an action. <laughs> and so Ryuji turns to the manifestation of Inari and he says I, I said at the beginning of all this when Gen went to take part in the duel that I would abide by any outcome and if this will protect my daughter and and keep us together then then I accept and he bows low as low as he can with his with his daughter still in his arms very well then so are you taking them now i don't have to take them right away would you all like some time to make ready your affairs um yeah actually then i don't see why why we couldn't uh allow another day or so to go by thank you again so quietly but I'm not quite done with you yet, Gen. Mm. While I have given you a concession for conceding the duel, there is still also a matter of of penance we would ask of you. That this duel was, how shall we say, uh, the that you mortals uh, claim it is. The, the will of heaven determines the outcome of these events. And we have they have ruled against you with your anger towards the kami. Your penance for this is to find a way to bury that anger and apologize to the kami. And when that happens, I will release my hold over Mariko and Ryuji. And uh, Fox Messenger Bisho is, is going to look at Inari and kind of give him this, uh, kind of give Inari the, uh, are you sure about this look? Yeah, and she gives you one of, you wrote me into this. I don't even want the child look back at you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, gonna kind of back down and like look down. Again, <laughs> takes a deep breath and says, you would know, I think, if I merely said the words and they were not true. True. There are reasons behind my anger but I will try to find my way free of it and accept this consequence as you wish. Very good, then. Well, my time here grows short, and I will send my messenger for you tomorrow evening. At sundown, they will guide you to a place, a shallowing between the worlds, between Ningendo and Chikshido, and there I will take possession of Mariko and Ryuji. So until then... Put your affairs in order, Ryuji, and come and join me in the court of the animals. And with that, another sounding of the taiko drum that 
clearly no one here is playing, sounds off again, and she steps back through the final Tory arch and is gone. Whew. Well, that could have gone worse. Yen slowly gets up to her feet. <laughs> Yui, actually, this is the moment where she kind of sighs and falls down, de- like falls to her knees, but in a like, oh, jeez, that could have been so much worse. I was prepared to start punching if I needed to, and gosh, I'm so glad I didn't need to. Yeah, that could have gone bad for you. Yeah, but I made promises, though. I made threats. But, yeah, luckily. Let's uh, let's not dwell on that, then. No, let's not dwell on that. Actually, let's... Uh... Again, turns to the... We've got a fox spirit here in the middle of our conversation who's obviously a stranger. So Yui sees Gen looking directly at the fox messenger and also turns to look and says, ah, fox, I see you are still here. Didn't uh, you uh, here to keep an eye on us? I I'm about to leave. I believe you have a friend who is out cowering by a temple praying for your friend's life. I will retrieve them. That's a good idea. And, uh, yeah, uh, Zincho is going to, uh, just, uh, run, run off, you know, out of sight, behind bushes. Sueno walks over towards Gen and helps her to her feet. I, I can't believe we, we had a visitation for the fortunes. I don't know what to think anymore. Nothing makes sense. None. Nothing has made sense these last, these last few days. Are you all right? Are you, how do you feel? I'm all right. I will be. Thank you. Let's let's get you inside and get you something to drink. It's, uh, it's morning starting to fully take hold, and I think it is time to get you uh, something proper to eat after after all this. We need to speak to. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. We have to speak to Asawagan. We have to. I look to the priests of the temple who's who were there watching. I think. They were, yes. Kusuke Kenzo uh, is uh, just beside himself that he has had a visitation by their patron goddess to their to their temple and uh, is you could see that there is a mix of awe, but also uh, a bit of sadness that uh, this visitation did not include them and have anything to do or say to to the shrine keepers, uh, but at the same time is just uh odd by this manifestation that took place and the the two miko are are like you know not quite giggling to themselves but are definitely uh uh talking very excitedly towards each other in very hushed tones um i go over to ryuji though and and bow very deeply to him once again and say i'm i'm sorry i no don't be you you did the best you could you you came within uh, a hair's breadth of of defeating him, and I don't I don't blame you for for all of this. That you know the, perhaps Anari is right that this was just heaven's will all along, and that there was nothing that that could be done for many of us. But but it is what it is now, I guess. Suppose if it keeps you safe, and if it keeps Mariko safe from. Anyone else who wants to use her, I guess you can have some peace this way. Let's hope. So it's uh, the duel took place at the, you know, kind of dawn's early light uh, of the morning. 
and you have until sundown tomorrow. So that leaves you with with a good with a good chunk of time to kind of figure out what things you what, what are you what you are going to to do with Ryuji and Mariko and getting said affairs in order. How do you guys kind of propose that they do this? Do you wish to return back to uh, the village? Do you just want to kind of have Ryuji write something up here at the temple and present it to Lord Suzume after he's already gone? Because uh, you are unfortunately more than uh, a day's journey towards Kyuden uh, Suzume. Um, not that I necessarily think Gen will think of all of this on her own, but uh, first we have to work with Asawa Gon. Uh, so he acknowledges and accepts what's happened. Then we have to get the testimony of Gon and especially the priests and Mako of the temple to describe what Inari demanded. Oh, that's, and that's an excellent uh, point to make, yeah. And then once we have that testimony, then I think the safest thing would be to let, you know, stay with Ryuji here at the temple, but then t- for us to take that message up to uh, Lord Suzume with everybody's testimony. Plus, Ryuji needs to work on a bunch of letters and stuff to put his affairs in order. And then we'd carry the messages. I'll say that sounds like a wonderful idea to me. And then we can investigate the other babies and stuff. Leave it to our diplomat to know the best order of operations in which to handle this. But yeah, (laughs) I completely agree that doing any kind of travel or attempting to do any travel while there's all these things we need to take care of first, it's not going to happen. We should all start by having some food and And letter writing and Asawa gone. Definitely uh, all of that. So Zencho goes and uh, runs off, and uh, it's not long before they run into Inari, and she kind of, kind of catches him with a with a, just a, a a scalding look about uh, uh, to them, and just be like, I, "I can't believe this whole thing has gotten so out of hand, Bisho." I was expecting her to win. I think we all were. And then I had to go ahead and say that this was all heaven's will anyways to hopefully get the child to stop uh, cursing us day in and day out. But I don't know if that will happen, not even with the expressed uh, release of their friends. But I had to give them something now that you've decided to saddle me with this child and with this mortal. I I truly thought you wanted the baby safe at I don't want to see the child come to harm. Of course. And who has better hands at raising things than you, Inari-sama? Oh, do not flatter me now. This is not the time. This is all you're doing. I had no no uh, plans, no designs on Mariko, no no one way or the other. You are acting with uh, with with as if you have my full authority and it is it is as if you are going about with my with my stamp and just you know okaying all sorts of orders and plans and and missives in my name without consulting me first. I I was trying to get the mother, but the mother was already passed on, so I decided to 
ask myself, what would Inari-sama do? You have a fairly direct line of communication with me. Yes, but is this something that you would not do? I don't normally make it a habit of taking on mortals into the realm of animals. I was going to drop them off in Dragonlands. I wasn't going to take them anywhere beyond this realm. That just takes them closer to the Phoenix. I mean, yes, those mountains are high and treacherous and not for those who don't understand them. But still, is that truly the, the correct course of action? Even I don't know what they're about to do about this, uh, this girl, this Mariko. She is beyond my, uh, my realm of knowledge. Right. It's better than some other fortunes. I mean, I suppose there's that. We could perhaps go and speak with Fuku-kun about this. They might know something about it. They're probably already going to have words with me about interfering with, with the child with Dojigen. That thing you told Dojigen, isn't that getting a little bit too close to the bet? It's riding the line, but it's not... It's not that I have made any, I've not put my fingers on the scale one way or the other yet, but I am, I am pushing it. He's probably within his rights to call me out on it. Well, we are in the right lands where he could probably just pop up. (laughs) No, the old man is probably too busy laughing with his damn tortoise about this whole thing. Well, is there anyone you want me to talk to in this form while I'm supposedly picking myself up for now no i think we will have your friends make themselves ready and for now they they need you there i'll go ahead and set what up what i can here in chiksudo and i will see you again tomorrow evening as you wish anari-sama full like bow all right and just try not to muck things up anymore with your friends tonight I'm going to be B-show. That is, that is explicitly what I'm talking about. I will behave better. I will behave like Kakita. She kind of sighs and rolls her eyes just a bit. That's only marginally better, but all right. Well, she was fun at least. And we, will, we will see you tomorrow. As you wish, Inari-sama. And uh, I guess change back into full B-show mode. No, full B-show mode is how we got into this problem. <laughs> okay. Sorry, could not, could not help it. <laughs> Alright, so that brings us uh, back to the, the shrine with uh, Kenzo excitedly uh, kind of giving orders for the Miko, Kagami, and Mina to uh, start with uh, some lunch for everyone. He's pouring tea for Gen and Ryuji and the others. And Kenzo's just, you know, overflowing with delight in some ways about, oh, Ryuji, you are truly blessed to be taken into the, the, the realm of uh, Chixudo to my, my patron's uh, very, very court. Uh, you, when you come back after after your time spent there, you'll have to tell us all about the what stories you've learned and what what uh, tales you can uh, you can weave from from your adventures there. And Ryuji is, I mean, he is he's taking it as best he can. He's not uh, totally uh, just ignoring the the old shrine keeper, but he's definitely not in the same level of spirits as that man is over this whole uh, visitation. 
meanwhile, Mariko is uh, busy playing with her new puppy's ears and tail and just tugging at tufts of fur and ears. And Seiji is just having to to bear it like the, the best boy that he can as this this tiny little baby reaches over and just latches on to different tufts of him here and there. Um, and eventually the Miko come out and bring a, a meal of uh, rice and fried vegetables for everyone. Um, and everyone is still kind of just uh, giddily talking about this visitation before uh, I believe one of you will bring up the point of, well, now it is time to start talking about the testimony that we will we will include into the an official report and that which we we won't as it were so yeah how do people want to try and steer this conversation before we have this conversation uh i would like to follow up with asawagon and see if he is conscious oh yeah no fair enough so uh you make your way upstairs and gone is awake um still uh kind of uh flushed with a fever from the infection but you go and check on him and you can see that uh well the wound is still fresh and uh will probably require some stitches now that you have some downtime to possibly truly work on him that the infection doesn't look like it's uh, spread if anything the the wound is again fresh but not nearly uh, uh as red and awful as it was uh the day before Okay, at uh, which point I will say, Asawa-sama, it is good to see you back with us again. <sighs> Thank you. I heard some drums earlier. What, uh, what has happened? There has been a lot that has happened. Let me go grab you some food and bring the rest of my companions up. Uh, some, uh, some tea, please. Something for my throat. Of course. At uh, which point I will head back downstairs... Uh, to the rest of the group, and I will say, Asawagan is currently awake. Let us head up there to tell him our testimony. Please let us grab some food and some tea for him. Oh. And the, yeah, the the Miko go ahead and arrange you a a bowl of uh, plain rice and a uh, a pot of tea to bring upstairs and a couple of cups. And we'll just head on up. And as soon as we get there, I'll. Is he well enough to feed himself or will I need to, you know, spoon feed him as it will? Yeah, with a with a stab wound in his uh, in his back there, the, uh, sitting up is not really uh, all that practical. Yeah. Um, so you can feed him or uh, Ryuji will. He sits down close to uh, a Sawagon and um, yeah, one of the two of you can can go ahead and feed him by okay. uh, by hand. And we'll have uh, Ryuji feed him while I will start to work on the stitches. All right. So and yeah. we'll talk over we'll talk over Asawagon's backside. Okay. There you go. So, um yes, uh, so what is what has happened? What has transpired? You do not look you do not look as pleased as I hope, Ryuji. And he says, uh, oh, "Father, no. Um I have I have some I wouldn't say terrible news, but uh, Mariko and I are will be going away. We have been uh, invited to the court of Chicksudo to serve Inari for half the year, and he does his best to to hide the the really conflicting emotions that are just flooding through him right now. Uh, Ricci, let's go ahead and do a uh, water medicine at uh, for stitches, the T and three, I think. 
Alrighty. Can I assist? You certainly can. I will provide assistance. And that's, that's true. Um, do we have any painkillers per se? I don't necessarily think we do. Sake. Yeah, right. You might have to get them. I'd have to get them a little drunk. But yeah, I don't know if we have necessarily any painkillers. But uh, yeah, you're going to be. And OBM work well, too. <laughs> yep. Stitching, stitching on a man who is uh, going to be feeling every bit uh, with it. But uh, yeah, um, well, get him, get him angry enough. He'll just ignore the pain. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what we need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, uh, this is uh this is the medicine of the age that we're in. So, yeah. Uh, water, TN3 with, uh, do you have skilled assistance or unskilled assistance for this uh, again? Uh, skilled assistance. Excellent. Ooh. All right, then. I will take that. Yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Ignore that. That's all right. So what are you rolling for this, then? <laughs> I am rolling four white dice, uh, three for my skill, one for the skill of assistance, and three uh, ring dice. Got it. And you'll be keeping four of these. Keeping four of these. Ooh, uh, there's a couple of exploding successes. You said it was a TN3? Uh, TN3, yes. Excellent. Then I will take the, you know, I will take the uh, two exploding successes, the strife and the opportunity. So I will go ahead and explode out those successes. All right. So in the end, we have five success, two opportunity and two strife. Uh, That should be three opportunity. I'm keeping the, the one from earlier. Oh, I thought you said success, but you meant opportunity. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, sorry. Uh, four success, three opportunity, one strife. One so strife. that's not bad. That's not bad. So with this, what I would like to do is, one, I'm going to recover two strife for myself because I'm still got some on me, and I'd like to go ahead and start trying to get a little bit taken care of on that one. Sure thing. Uh, the other thing, I want to do this a little more uh, effectively. So, you know, make sure it's really cleaned out, cause as least amount of pain as I can. He's in a good spot where he's not really paying attention because he's more listening to what's happening. So that kind of gives me a little more. You no, know, I like that with water. Water is also the, the element of charming and distraction in some, time, in some ways. I mean, distraction is maybe more on the, uh, the element of air to trick someone. But I think the idea of keeping them engaged in the conversation while you're working is a pretty good uh, water opportunity expenditure. So yeah, I think that works really well that you're, you know, got this cleaned out. You're going to have stitches. It'll have, you know, it'll leave a, a bit of a scar, but at the same time, it's not something that is, is so painful that he can't uh, understand what's being said and try to engage in some of the conversation. So, so, uh, but gone, even though he is uh, under under the needle and thread and turned away from you all at this point, uh, through some of the grunting and uh, gasping of of having the needle pushed through his flesh, uh, does uh, answer. This is this is probably the best case scenario of things that you will be beyond uh, the the realm, the reach of most mortals at this point, and that. The jealousy of the Asawa won't be able to to follow you in the Chicksudo, at least not easily. I will be I will be sad to see you go, and I will of course miss seeing Mariko, and I will have to return to the Phoenix a failure in this regard, but it is perhaps safest. Do not think of it as a failure. Think of it as the will of the heavens. Who are the elemental masters to compete against the will of the heavens? 
There is that. And when I tell them they are in the care of a fortune, I think even their own desires uh, and my own for her to sit upon uh, the council someday in the seat of void might might even increase. They might even think this to be uh, somehow a, a good thing for them to, for her to have spent time elsewhere amongst the spirits. Who knows? But it does mean that they are beyond the reach of Seiji and their their terrible deeds. All what what they wanted for Seiji just to gain the power that Mariko had. Is there anything else you could think of that would have driven him so far? He's not answering any more questions. Yeah, uh, the the uh, Seiji kind of looks up and tilts his head at you, but again, he's, well? he's yeah, he's now nothing more than a. Nothing more than a dog at this point, and yes, you're you're absolutely correct. Uh, he is he is beyond questioning. Um, Gon says there is there is a secretive order amongst the Phoenix. Well, there are several secretive orders, I should say, but I believe that Seji belonged to one that is of a group that is willing to sacrifice any amount of honor to look out after the interests of the Elemental Council and the Asawa in general, the Order of the Bent Knee. Uh, these are uh, fanatics that fully believe in Sheba's mission to safeguard the Asawa and to uh, make sure that their, their will is enacted. He is someone who believes he is acting in the, the, the best interests of the clan, even if they are not always acting in the best interests of themselves. Sorry, did you say that the Order of the Bent Knee is trying to preserve the Sawa? That is their that is their claim, at least. Then why would they stab you? Because I tried to warn you about not going to the other the other Shugenja that. I'm sure that they thought that if if you if you knew the whole truth about what was going on, about how how the Asawa maintain a monopoly on Ishiken, that you wouldn't go to seek their help. But that's all that's all a moot point now, isn't it? You kind of by stabbing you, they guaranteed it. <laughs> fundamentally, since they weren't able to silence me completely. I will. I will tell you this: that the Asawa have always presented it to the other clans that if they have any students that seem to possess gifts that are unknowable to them in certain ways, that those students are best dealt with by the Asawa's teachings. That they can take care of them and teach them the ways that they can't harm others. Whether whether through uh, knowing it or not, that certain magics are are dangerous to to those who are uninitiated to them. Ishiken being the chief among them. Gen gets a horrible thought and then asks, "If the Asawa encounter a person with a magic that the Asawa cannot control, they do with them." They, there are a couple of options. Um, the most common is a ritual known as the forgetting, 
where they will erase any knowledge of a Shigenja's connection with the spirits completely. They will remove the ability for them to speak with the spirits, to learn their song, and to to ask for their, their help and their prayers. Severing their connection from other combat, that's possible? That's it's crazy. How? It's not quite uh, severing their connection to the spirits so much as, um, well, as the name implies, a forgetting. We just have them. It is a it is a spell weave that constantly makes them forget that they had any connection or have any connection to the spirits. They are left with no knowledge of their previous life in many ways. They forget almost all the teachings that they had beforehand. We pretty much erase who they were completely. Thank you for your honesty. There are, have to think about that. There are other, other uh, methods as well, but that is considered to be one of the most uh, benign. And this, is this something that the bent knee does or just an Asawa thing in general? Um, this is something that usually requires in the order of the Elemental Council to decree and to be carried out. Oh, so it goes way up. Okay. But yes, we, we do not take uh, the, the forgetting ritual lightly, and the bent knee, for the most part, does not have uh, Shugenja serving within their ranks. It, it's, it sounds as though the bent knee kind of not only takes things into their own hands, but seems to be making decisions all on their own, or do you think they just took their orders from above you? And either way, shouldn't you be, like, mad about this? About what they did to you? In their eyes, when I failed to immediately secure Mariko, whatever whatever service that Seiji was bound to me by was overruled by a direct order from the Elemental Council. I don't believe he acted just on his own in this case. Wow. I kind of hate the Elemental Council now. Like, uh, there's a whole thing about methods, like justified methods and such, but like... I do not know the ways of all the clans, but are there not members of the crab who take their duty to the extreme and do things that should not be done to protect the empire from the Shadowlands? Uh, you are a Kuni. <laughs> well, maybe I don't agree with them either. Maybe everybody sucks. I'll have to think about this for sure. I think the biggest problem is the hypocrisy of the Phoenix. For all their vaunted pacifism, they have many ways of being violent. There is a, a time that they view that, yes, some perhaps that a, a loss of a small amount of life to preserve more lives. But that can often be superseded or... or uh, thought of as as doing the right thing while we have occasionally lost our way uh, with those. We have, we have not always lived up to the highest form of our ideals. That is true. And this is one of them. When it comes to uh, the matters of Anishikan and protecting 
the Asawa's control over them. They have resorted to kidnapping, murder, payoffs, uh, you name it, almost any way that they can imagine to secure these students and to keep a a control over these secrets from the rest of the Empire has been always a a, a paramount order of the Asawa. You know, at least the crab don't pretend to be pacifists. That That is a really good point. Like it's the the pacifism and the righteousness of you of the of the elemental council elemental answers just making decisions for the rest of us for a bunch of other people because they think that they should they think they have the right I think all the clans have their own struggles with this uh, I don't think the phoenix's hands are clean. But I don't think that the hands of any clan are clean when it comes to the questions of their purview and their survival. And what is more important is now that your these words have been spoken, will you be able to return to Phoenix Lens? That I don't know. I they may Decide that my failure merely marks me no longer fit to uh, lead the uh, uh, Shinomiya family any longer, and I may lose my position there. Who knows? They may force me into the forgetting myself, or they might find some other way for me to serve a penance for my inability to bring Mariko into the fold. Well, if all else happens... You know that there's a house down in the Sparrowlands that you're willing to visit. It'll be empty half the year. Perhaps that's what I'll do then. Perhaps I will keep that house ready for my granddaughter to return to. Well, so long as Yuji agrees, but I'll be honest, her as much of a dick as you kind of were when we first met, I feel like you've learned some valuable lessons. I hope so. Ryuji, if you can forgive my manners, I was... I was distraught over the loss of my daughter, and it just it rekindled many of the old wounds that I felt when she decided to to leave my family and to to join you in the lands of the sparrow. And I said some some terrible things. And Ryuji just kind of reaches over and squeezes the old man's shoulder as uh, Ricci starts to finish up the. The stitching and cut the thread at the end after that he's tied off the knot. I think nothing of it, Father. You are still with us. You have a granddaughter still. And while we have had our, our differences over the years, we we know too well what it means to lose those we care about. And so let us let us end this feuding between us. And I will happily give you my home to stay in if this is if you are not welcome back and in your in the lands of your own clan. Question. Yeah. Inari is claiming Mariko and you Ryuji for half the year. And you may be here in Ningendo the other half of the year. But we know that we have concerns about Lord Suzume. We've talked about the other missing uh babies with white hair and how one such child was covered up with the death of her parents. Do you remember that? 
Yes, I remember you You tell me about that, about speaking with uh, Haru and Taniko and Yuichi. I don't know if it's the right thing, but it seems to me that we don't necessarily need to spell out in the letters we write that you will be returning for half the year. That's, I mean... What do you mean? Yes, uh, are, you, are, you, are you saying that you wish to... But uh, use my disappearance as a way to ferret out some of the truth of this matter? Not necessarily. I'm looking at protecting Mariko, for it seems to me if somebody wished to get their hands on the child or do harm to her, and they knew of this arrangement, they could just wait until the time of your return and move then. But if they did not know you were going to return then they wouldn't be waiting for you. And if Inari claimed the child all the time, then Gonsama, yes, you would have failed, but you would have failed to a fortune. It would be a difficult position for the Elemental Council to argue. And perhaps this is something you could send as a, a letter with your seal on it. I don't think this is the kind of news you need to deliver personally. Well, I don't know if this is the right plan, but if they did not and uh, I hate to say this Ryuji, you may have to live as a ronin for your time when you returned. I was going to ask what, what would you say, what would, what would I and Mariko do when we returned for half the year? As I said um, it is, you would end up likely having to live as a Ronin for the, that half of the year, though. I'm sure that we would do what we can to make sure you had provision insofar as we could between the clans. I worry about having Mariko need to also live a Ronin life. Uh, perhaps we could, well, I mean... After tomorrow night, we'll have, like, six months to find a safe place for them to come back to. Maybe mm -hmm. we seek protection in other clans. I mean, before, I know Richie mentioned that the, the Kitsu might be interested in helping with some stuff for the Asahina again. Uh, maybe, maybe we'd go around and just kind of vet people because i feel like so long as it's not the phoenix she could be protected from the phoenix gone speaks up again just uh, through uh, clenched teeth no i don't think you fully grasp what i was trying to say earlier these payoffs and kidnappings and other such acts that the phoenix have done they're acts done in extremists but more often than not the other Shugenja houses of the Empire are complicit in this as well. They hand over these children to the Asawa. Mariko is not safe with them. That is what got me stabbed. It was giving out that secret. This is not something that... This has been going on for generations, for nearly the length of the Empire. These are long-standing treaties and traditions. The Phoenix make it uncomfortable for any other Shugenja to to hold on to these children. 
whether it is to declare their sect heretical, their teachings invalid. Uh, they will put pressure religiously, politically, and if need be, then send out the Order of the Bent Knee, as you saw recently. Do not take her to a Shugenja house. Well, if all the Shugenja houses of all the clans are corrupt, and at least that way, or they probably honestly think they're doing the right thing. I'm sure that a lot of times doesn't even need to be a kidnapping. I'm sure they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the assault, you know, they're right. This is an honor. But you know what? Yeah, maybe we should just go back to uh, disguises and such. But, you know, Reiji, I mean, what kind of childhood would you like for Mariko? How would you like her to be raised? Like, do you want to try to find some place in the middle of nowhere? Do we want to take her to, like, I don't know, like, a, a monastery? They're not Shukenja, like... There's that. I mean, we could perhaps uh, find uh, a protection in the ranks of the shrines to Inari. There are shrines, monasteries, and temples dedicated to her throughout Rokugan. I mean, from this from this small, uh, the, you know, regional shrine to some some rather large ones in Otisanuchi, she is one of the most revered uh, fortunes there is. Would you be willing to shave your head? To protect my daughter, I'd do just about anything. I am sure that given the circumstances, the priests of Anari would um, be honored to have you, and that saves the complications of your loyalty to your Lord Suzume. I would normally never counsel anyone to go against their Lord's wishes. Um, and I still don't, I still think you should uphold his name with honor. Uh, but we have a small window where he has not given an order in this regard. We have, in fact, I believe, very rapidly run away from any Orders he might have tried to be conveying on his horsemen with his horsemen. There's nothing dishonorable with retiring to a monastery either. Maybe an early retirement for you, but. Exactly. And perhaps consider coloring Mariko's hair when she's older. Oh, most definitely. I've already thought of uh, what, uh, what types of dyes in. And uh, colorings might might be able to take it, and what we can do to uh, black walnut. There we are. Black walnut sounds wonderful. Uh, you know, something that looks very natural and should uh, should be easily available. We would have to keep dyeing it every few weeks, but it should it should work. I hope. I think the cranes have some sort of well. Like special dye that lasts longer. I've, I've heard something, perhaps either that or they're all just always on top of it and gives a little chuckle. Right, one would not put it beyond them to uh, no to, uh, to charge the Asahina with discovering ways of uh, prolonging a, a, a dye job. Again, chuckles. Yes, the Asahina have developed a dye for white hair, but that's not exactly the issue here. Could ask Inari maybe if she could. I don't know. That might be. Might be a bit specific. Ryuji's eyes kind of dart over to uh, uh, Seiji and be like, I don't think that that would be beyond her powers at this point. It's true. It's whether or not you want to ask her. 
Let's just stick to an, a tincture of black walnut. They're abundant enough. It's true. We'll make sure we have some for you when you return back. Either that or perhaps the uh, oh, trying to an Ari or monastery, whatever you join, just, you know, next to a, a whole black walnut forest. Whole grove of walnuts, yes. Just start growing them yourself. <laughs> but, uh, so at, at which point, because she's stressed and hasn't babbled enough, uh, again, actually does go describing how to make tincture of black walnut because she apparently knows that. And I think that's a good uh, fade out from that scene uh, with uh, Gen going on about uh, the the different ways of dyeing the hair and uh, gone uh, rolled back onto his back and uh, given some some other tincture from the uh, uh, the shrine keeper to help him rest and and uh, heal up. But uh, yes, now that you've stitched him up and reapplied some bandages to him, he should hopefully be up and able to move in a few days. He won't be able to come with you for uh, to say your goodbyes, but he will be on the men soon enough. <laughs> that sounds good to me. All right. So, yeah, we have a couple ideas for the downtime activities here. Um, sounds like we want to do some paperwork that sounds like uh, saying that uh, Ryuji and Mariko have been spirited away to Chikshido by Inari herself, and that mm-hmm. we'll be able to get testimony from the Shrine Keepers and the Miko to that effect. But we're going to leave out the fact that it's only for, you know, um, uh, spring and autumn, and that during summer and winters, they are free to return to Ningendo. Uh, that's a good idea. And maybe before Ryuji goes, he shaves his head. Could be. You could, if you could him to do that, perhaps, you know, cut his top knot off and have that uh, return to his lord as, uh, as, as proof of his dedication to join a monastery. Because, I mean, you've got a priest here. That, that gives him a place back and, yeah, potentially. And, yeah. All right. So, um, and when they to gather everyone's testimony, like just yeah. Uh, what else do we want to include into this testimony? What do we want to exclude? So, speaking of things to exclude from the testimony, I think would probably be the fact that Enari said she would do this for six months out of the year, but not for how long. I think her intent was because it was to protect the child, just until the child can protect herself. Which... Until Gen apologizes. Oh, yes, can leave that part out. Heart makes a heart <laughs> yeah, leave all of that out. Yeah, leave that part... the end date, etc. Just leave that out. Maybe this is forever. If they don't know, they can think that. It's just like, you know, when Mariko gets older, I wonder what she'll think of the whole thing. And by the time she's able to properly formulate thoughts around it, and certainly by the time she's able to protect herself, I think we're going to have a lot of questions to answer of hers. Oh, yeah. But then again, growing up in a land of talking animals does not sound half bad. No, it doesn't sound bad. I just think she'll be very confused and have her own opinions and personality and such by then. Why does uh, Kino Kokoro talk? Come on, horsey, speak. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Or maybe she can just speak horse at that point. Maybe she learned it there. I don't know. Just stubborn and refuses to talk to anyone. That would make sense, actually. Um, so basically, here's here as I see it as the gist of the story that we are conveying, and we're trying to get this stated. And I think it will 
pretty much be the truth from all the witnesses we can. Okay. Okay. That is that on the night of, you know, following the forest fire, right? The a group of ninjas. Let's leave it. Let, let's leave this as possible as possible. A group of ninjas attacked the farm. We have to include that part because the Suzume samurai showed up, right? Yep. That, there are witnesses to that. And there are witnesses to that. A group of uh, ninjas attacked the farm um, and were coming to take the baby. Uh, we fought them off, uh, or we can do it either. We fought them off or a messenger of Inari. This, this will rely on, uh, Yui filling in some details that Gen doesn't know about. Also, if they were, if they captured, cause you haven't been back yet. So if they captured any of the, uh, Shinobi, they would also speak of this messenger of the gods that they witnessed. Right. But but uh, again, doesn't know enough of what happened there to know all this herself. But between the whole group, we can get this much of the story together. A messenger of Anari chased these ninja off, right? Then came into the house and claimed the baby Mariko for Inari, right? And Number then one that okay. I I I. I I'm sort of OSCing this right now, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, again, we can't get around this much. Gen challenged Inari for the right to take the baby, right? Yep. And Seiji the Asawa or Shiba Seiji came in and pledged in the name of the Phoenix to you know defend the right of. Inari. Yep, of the fortunes. Of the fortunes. Defend the right of the fortunes to take the child. Uh, and the fox spirit then said, we will go to the shrine of Inari to conduct this. Okay? We go to the shrine of Inari to do this. Alright? And the duel happens. Uh, the again loses. But the Shiba dishonors himself in his victory, right? Yep. And Inari comes and says, I have won. However, my victory was not, it was tainted by the Shiba's dishonor. So to punish him, I will turn him into a dog. And I will claim Ryuji and Mariko and take them to the realm of Chikushudo. The end. All right. Yeah, I don't believe that there are any specific lies in that so i don't believe there's any risk of dishonor uh in that regard there are some things left out um but nothing nothing totally uh that anyone would uh, object to uh i mean it doesn't paint it doesn't paint the phoenix bad but mm -hmm. i don't think we necessarily want to bring dishonor on the whole phoenix clan um and it doesn't paint asawa gone as bad uh precisely and he had a uh, yojimbo who was not very honorable um but it doesn't paint him as doing less than his his duty right yep mm -hmm. and we're not mentioning that the that the who hired the shinobi in this case so we're you're helping the phoenix face in that regard yep 
Right. Because because that's important to face, save face. Otherwise, they're going to fight it. Yep. Um, and then, you know, it doesn't leave out coming back every six months or anything else. And then at the end of the story, if this all sounds good to everyone and we can accept doing this, uh, in order to serve Inari and follow Mariko into the realm of Shikushudo, uh, uh, Ry- uh, Ryuji is shaving his top knot and joining the monks of Inari uh, to serve her better there. <laughs> so, I mean, so we're saying that Inari is taking just Mariko and that Ryuji no. is becoming a monk? No, he's taking. She's taking both of them. Okay, but R- R- Ryuji is becoming a monk and going. And going, okay. Because she's he's serving Inari in Shikushudo. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're because saying. Because the, then he's left his loyalty to his lord behind, and you know, wouldn't she want a monk, uh, a priest, rather than a uh, Yuriki? There is that. All right, something to something to definitely give to. Uh, Lord Suzume, when you when you go to report this news, is everybody uh, cool with this? I don't. I, I don't think yeah. any part is a lie because I don't think any part is a lie. Like Does the- anyone else have any uh, input on the on the on the uh, testimony on the letters you'll be writing? That sounds good to me. I think our diplomat has yet again found the best wording to use in these political situations. Uh, the big ones are Isawa gone. He's going to have to testify something along that line. Yep. And uh, whether the priest agrees to testify along that line. Do they need to personally te- or just in writing? In writing. There. Well, I co- suppose. Cooperating documents. Yeah. So uh, Gon will, will uh, um, he will stamp off on whatever you write for him. So uh, he's, uh, you, you talk to him about what you're going to write. He'll read it over, and he will definitely go ahead and stamp off on that. Um, let's see here. Kenzo, what would he think of this whole situation? Let me give some time to think about uh, Kenzo's reaction to the testimony. I don't necessarily think it's going to be anything too difficult. but uh, He needs some persuading. Yeah. He might need some persuading, but I don't know. He, just, to, just to keep him from telling the whole story, because he's probably super excited about this visitation of Inari, and I think it's more of making sure that he keeps the story to a set of facts that you would like him to keep versus him just telling everyone who passes by the whole story, uh, as it were. Um, so I think that is kind of the, the challenge when it comes to uh, working with Kenzo. Um, but let me give that some thought. Um, does anyone else have anything else they would like to add at this point? Yes, the B-Show is just playing their shamisen and uh, trying to trying to not be show back up. here? <laughs> Bisho sure may have returned, right? Yeah. Is, uh, playing their shamisen out and about uh, to let people know that they are back, but is doing their best to not interfere and is like, maybe if I just don't get involved in politics right now, it's all the better. And plus, he didn't see anything. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. I was a coward. I was hiding. <laughs> I, was, I was missing all the times that this mysterious box showed up. I don't even know what they're not, talking about. Not every time. Oh yeah, at least at least one time B show and the Fox were in the same place. I've seen the two in the same area. I know they can't be the same person. Yep. Well, I think I think if that I think that's probably everything, or at least everything that we can 
wrap up in an out of character way if we want to have yeah. our characters have feelings about the fact that oh shit finished the paperwork and now there's a shamisen and that's probably b-show I'm Robert, Kobayashi Shinichi, your host and narrator. Thank you once again for listening. Remember to catch new episodes every Monday, and if you want to catch them early or are looking for more bonus content, please consider becoming a supporting member of the Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. To reach out to us, email the show at fortuneandstrife at gmail.com. I'm Tiff, and I play Kuniyui. You can also find us on the web at courtgamespod.com, Facebook and Instagram under Fortune and Strife, and Twitter at L5RFNS. I am Tyler, and I've been playing Akoto Ricci. You can find me on Twitter or on Twitch as Churcher Games. I'm Paul, and I was playing Shishura Bishou. If you want to follow my other projects, I am the GM of two LGBT plus podcasts, Tales of Swordfall at Swordfall D&D, for D&D 5e, and Gates of Orchid and Iris at G-O-I-L-5-R for L5-R 5E. This was Jeannie, a.k.a. Kakita Kaori, and also known as, at least today, Doji Gen. If you like, you can also find me on the Court Games RPG podcast at the Winter Garden of the Kakita website, or check out The Table is Yours for fiction readings of the FFG stories. This has been Fortune and Strife, a Court Games production in association with the Rokugani Historical Society. 